As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. 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 What's up, Obscurians? Welcome to another episode of Obscurity Now, the show where we take a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media. We decide if they should be remembered for all of human history or tossed in the black void of obscurity, never to be heard from again. My name is Steve. I'm one of the hosts, and with me, he's a man who tried out for lead guitar for the Coming Out of Their Shells tour, but was denied because it turns out they don't really have a lead guitar. It's... Yeah, hell. How are you doing, Steve? I'm doing great, man. Happy and appreciative of you and your time to be a part of this podcast. It is, you know, I, I regret that I, as, you, as we were talking about before we started recording, mm-hmm. I have been extremely busy this week. I think I'm going to end up putting in like 60 hours. Uh, and I wish Ouch. I was exaggerating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, somehow I still made an effort to fit in uh, coming out of their shells. I usually watch our stuff like on the weekends, but right. And boy, do I regret uh, <laughs> spoiler using an hour and a half of my free time this week, my my precious little free time this week. But um, it, it was certainly a watch. I bet you were <laughs> wishing that we read that uh, TMNT Archie comic instead <laughs> when oh you my were God. like, I, I don't think I'm ever going to decline a comic ever. <laughs> Book ever again. <laughs> nor should you, nor should you, ladies and gentlemen. But hey, you know what they say: you got to fight to be free. Am I right? Am I right? Oh yeah, you yeah yeah. You want to make that a song uh, where it's both the verse, the chorus, and you don't change the melody for either. <laughs> yes, the uh, the songwriting is for. Uh, all right, let's let's just be clear here. We are reviewing and or discussing, however you want to call it, we're, we're discussing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out of their shells uh, tour. Uh, we're watching it because, of course, there's yet another TMNT movie that is about to open soon. I think it's uh, by the time this comes out, it will already be out. Um, hopefully that movie is better than what we're about to talk about. Spoiler alert. But uh, without further ado, should we just jump into it? Yeah, let's let's do it. All right, it's pizza time. Welcome to your feature presentation. All right, so let's get right into it. Uh, have you ever seen the coming out of their shells uh, tour? Listen to the music. Do you have any history at all with it? I mean, if I had seen it before, I definitely wouldn't have said, hey, why don't we do this? I, I, but I think we, I don't remember which one of us put it on the list initially, but uh, oof. Uh, I mean, I knew of its existence. I, I may have even watched, because I've definitely seen clips, but I never heard any of it. So maybe I watched like a YouTube video covering it. And, you know, for mm-hmm. copyright reasons, they didn't want to, although I doubt anyone would cl- bother claiming copyright on this. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I never really, I wasn't familiar enough with it to say, Steve, this is a bad idea. Uh, what about you? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, as we were talking about, uh, before we hit the record button, 
I know a young man by the name of Matt suggested that we uh, cover this. I don't know if he still listens, but hopefully he'll listen to this episode because I think that's how it ended up on our list. Um, I think I remember when this was going on, but I never heard any of their songs aside from the um, the Pizza Power one that was played in the uh, Turtles in Time uh, you know, arcade game, which I think everyone knows. All the other songs I've never heard of. Uh, I've just seen like uh, random clips and stills, uh, as you said, on the internet. Um, so yeah, pretty unfamiliar with it. Uh, I guess it <laughs> didn't come through to wherever I was living at the time. Uh, and even if it did, I'm sure my parents wouldn't shell out the cash so uh, we could go. Um, but uh, I'm curious, have you ever met <laughs> a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle in real life? And I mean, obviously... We know they're not real, even though, did you happen to get a chance to watch any of the uh, making of the Coming Out of Their Shells uh, documentary? Steve, I barely, and I do mean <laughs> barely, got through this. It's okay, it's okay, don't get high. Uh, I, 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 ever since I finished, I watched like half of it yesterday and the other half today. I've been about 10 minutes into it, I was like, is this worse than Surf Nazis Must Die? Do oh, I hate this you more? you bastard. Why do you have to bring them up? Leave the Surf well, Nazis I, alone. I, I, I haven't quite decided yet, Steve, but I might hate this more than Surf Nazis Must Die. Right. So you should be happy, if anything. I guess. I'm more confused right? than anything. But, um, but anyway, in this documentary... I mean, I know you're probably never going to check it out at this point since <laughs> once we're done with this, we're never going to mention this again. But it's really funny because you got all these like boring like directors, like behind the scenes people, like the actual people that worked on it. And they're sitting there. It's like a VH1 behind the music, obviously before that came out. And they're pretending that the turtles are real. And they're talking about them in the most boring way possible. And I'm just like, who is this for? Like... Kids are going to find this incredibly boring and like adults are going to be like, what the hell are you doing? Like the, the turtles are fake, man. Like it's it's so confusing. Uh, but You know, in a way, I'm not surprised that that because these these motherfuckers that worked on this. <laughs> I mean, I because I, I was wondering who is this for while I was watching it because mm -hmm. They meant for it to be for kids, but it's like it's like the people that wrote this had never been around a child or something. Oh, sure. And you, if you watch the behind the scenes uh, stuff, you can you can tell they definitely none of those people have kids. They have uh, like the music is not like none of these songs like are songs that I think kids would find interesting nope, nope. or fun. Uh, <laughs> except, you know, and, and it, except we, maybe the rap, maybe the rapping. But everything else is maybe a little whack. bit, but it, it's that crappy late '80s rapping that every white guy that uh, couldn't rap would do. It's like that wow. that that syncopation that really hurts because I like that style of rap. But uh... so thank you, Steve, for proving my point. <laughs> wow! Wow! All right. But but you know, like I, I I thought about the Simpsons uh, music CD, like the one that had "Do the Bartman" on it. Mm -hmm. uh, and like all those songs on there were like songs that you could see like you know kids getting into. I love to do and, the and bar enjoy. Man. Yeah, like mm -hmm. all the songs on that CD are good. And and you know I'm not like even the biggest like Simpsons fan, and I right. still they're very memorable. Sure. Like these songs, like oh, they're so awful. generic. They sound like uh, well, I wrote out a little description for each one, but we'll uh, we'll talk about them as okay. we get to them. 
I'm just uh, we'll just jump into sort of the uh, the cold hard facts here. So coming out of their shelves was a studio album first and then a subsequent live musical tour that occurred from 1990 to 1991, and then it even <laughs> toured overseas in 1992. The tour was endorsed and sponsored by Pizza Hut. The very first showing of the tour was broadcast live on pay-per-view, and a VHS recording of the broadcast was made and released, as well as a making-of direct-to-home video. Now, uh, before you, we get too deep in this, you can go and watch the Coming Out of Their Shelves uh, tour right now on YouTube for free. There's two versions I saw. There's a uh, VHS rip, and there's like a widescreen, I guess, DVD rip. Which one did you watch? I watched the widescreen one, yeah, and too. it's just, all, all it is is like the 4.3 version stretched to 16.9. So I don't recommend watching it, it like, still looks... especially if you're an aspect ratio <laughs> right. uh, snob. Well, I think regardless of the aspect ratio, it's still uh, not very good. Yeah, I don't recommend watching it. That should have been the end of that sentence. You're right. Right. Anyway, uh, the the VHS premiered October 3rd, 1990. And uh, my previous question to you was, have you ever met a Ninja Turtle in real life? And of course, by that, I mean a costumed human being dressed up as a Ninja Turtle. I can't say that I have, Steve, but you must have brought this up for a reason. No, I mean, no, I just I've, I've met the turtles a few times. That's all. <laughs> a few times. A few times. Right. Well, how many times well, are we talking really, about? Okay, I remember at least three. I remember back in like the late '80s, early '90s, uh, my uncle brought me to a car show, and there was one there, but you had to pay extra to like go up on stage and like hang out with them. So I guess that wasn't technically a uh, a meet and greet. But the uh, right, so you you were just in in the vicinity, right? And, of, uh, and also, hey, RoboCop was there too. I have I I have it in my mind that he went straight from saving Sting and WCW to hanging out at that car show because this was the late <laughs> '80s and it took place in South Carolina, so it's highly probable. Anyway, well, okay. <laughs> the other time I met the turtles, all four of them was uh, I was working a um, I think it was the. What's that? What's that big YouTube convention? A uh, VidCon. That's what it is. I was working yeah, there, and for some reason, they had four turtles all dressed up, uh, and I, of course, I got a picture with them. It was like the n- new Nickelodeon version one, but uh, still cool. Still cool. Uh, this seems a lot lamer since you don't have a chance to share. <laughs> You don't have a turtle story. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm fascinated by the fact that you have. Um, accidentally met the at least on these first two occasions mm-hmm. just happened to have met uh the turtles uh t- please tell me about the, the 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 third no that's it there is no third oh that's, <laughs> that's it. it oh okay we're like this we're like this i mean one time okay. at a con i saw uh kevin eastman sitting at a table he's one of the creators in case Did you kiss him you give him a little smooch no no i was just like hey there's the guy who i wish i was is uh, is what were I were you like hey i've i met them <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, buddy, pizza power. Yeah? Uh, no. Anyway. He, As he lets out a heavy sigh right, and right. takes another shot from his flask. <laughs> he, he actually put a bullet into the chamber and spent, spent the revolver. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, here's the... Uh... I wish I would have done that. <laughs> oh, this is the most uh, depressing you'll ever see in hell, I think. Even, even in our uh, two years of podcasting. But anyway. Yeah, you know, I don't know what I'm more sad about, Steve. Mm-hmm my my job situation with how stressful it is my the 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 planet being on fire mm-hmm. mitch mcconnell surviving or 
me watching the turtles <laughs> coming out of their shell store. All right. I don't know which has depressed me more. Well, you uh, it's uh, been a week. You think about it and let us know at the end of the episode. Uh, and then you, listener, you let us know in the comments which one you think is worse. For your yeah. <laughs> How close to death did this drive you? <laughs> All right. All right. right. Should we go through? Uh, Hold through up. The We're almost there. Producers yeah, yeah, and yeah. writers. And... I'm going to do a synopsis for this complex plot. And here it is. With the help of the fans and April O'Neil, the Ninja Turtles have to stop Shredder and Baxter Stockman from destroying all of the music in the world. And this was directed by Lorenzo Jordan. He directed this and nothing else. And um, also um, added as a um, director was Thomas White, who was also a writer. He's known for this, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Getting Down in Your Town, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the making of the Coming Out of Their Shelves tour. So basically, some horrible TMNT sort of side media and nothing else. Uh, and so one of the other writers, aside from Thomas White, is uh, Bob Behan. And he uh, actually did a few sort of interactive like a DVD slash video game movies that I the the, the alleged first DVD. Oh, you checked that uh, interactive oh, man. video should, game. That's up on YouTube. We should cover it. But yeah, it's called uh, "I'm Your Man" is the first one, and then he did another one called "Ride for Your Life." Whoa, 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 whoa! Did you see that Michael Ian Black was one of the writers for that? I did. That's why I checked it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um I added it. Uh, I need to add it to the list, but I added it to my watch later queue on YouTube. So. Uh, we should definitely uh, check it out. Um, but uh, anyway, why don't you tell us some of the thespians who are involved in this uh, uh, Shakespearean-style uh, opus? Okay. Well, I'm not going to go through everyone's IMDb because, frankly, most of these people don't have much of one to go through to begin yeah, with. Yeah, they never worked again. <laughs> A few of them did. <laughs> but uh, most of them didn't. Uh, David Shatraw? Shatraw is his last name. <laughs> S-H-A-T-R-A-W. Man, that's like a terrible porn name. That's like the worst whatever. But uh, now, I assume he tells people it's like Chatra. Chatra. Or mm. maybe, maybe, maybe he adds a little zhuzh and Chatro, but uh, <laughs> it's Chatra. And that's funny enough what uh, this VHS is going to make you feel like you just did to, with through your eyes and ears. It's going to make you Chatra, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, somehow, despite his last name, he had a little bit of a career, 73 credits to his name. He was on what I assume is every episode of Titus, um, okay. 54 episodes. Uh, he was also, this is not a Star Trek connection, but I did notice he was on an episode of Leverage that Brent Spiner, a.k.a. Data, guest starred on. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think he played his lawyer or something, Brent Spiner's lawyer. But uh, <clears throat> anyways, he was Michelangelo. <sighs> then we've got Ron K. Smith. <laughs> He played Raphael. He just did a couple other Turtles videos. He was in that We Wish You a Turtle Christmas video. Mm -hmm. I noticed another um, one of those guys was in here, too. Um, Cherie Renee Scott, she played the part of uh, April O'Neil. Mm -hmm. She had a few other things. Um, nothing you're going to have heard of. I did notice she was um, on something called Smilf. <laughs> and I'm like... Is this like MILF thing? And then it was like a sh Showtime show. It stands for Single Mom is Losing Faith. Oh, that's a lot less 
fun than what I was thinking. I know, I know. It, it seemed like it was going to be uh, yeah. cool, but uh, some possibly, mom I'd or at like least to, pornographic. Yeah, but... yeah, some mom I'd nah. like to insert. Yeah, yeah. Well, Rosie O'Donnell is in it as well, playing the part of Tutu. So maybe we get to see uh, her. Now that's uh, depressing. Show some skin. That's depressing. Uh, <laughs> then we've got uh, Jack Scott. He plays uh, Baxter Stockman. He also plays some foot soldiers. Uh, he was a nothing else other than being the understudy for Splinter in for the same production. Um, so I don't know if they were just going to cut out Baxter Stockman. Cause, I mean, there was no need to have him other no. than I guess he just wanted – to have him and they they i'm assuming what happened is they wanted like another villain uh from the rogues gallery besides shredder but they weren't going to shell out money for bebop or rocksteady costumes right and they probably wanted someone for the shredder to play off of even though he was like hardly even there most of the time yeah he just like yells like three times that's pretty much it mm -hmm. speaking of shredder unfortunately we did not get kevin nash we got <laughs> bo allen a shredder uh his first picture, when you look at his photos on IMDb, outside of his profile picture, is him shirtless on the beach. Uh, <laughs> professional, he very looks professional. Like, he, he looks like a, an old wooden barrel with arms hanging out the sides of it, and that is not a compliment. Uh, he was, he's been in 10 things altogether, mm -hmm. um, but two of them count as this tour so i don't i don't think that's exactly fair right he's also in i'm your man the dvd interactive movie mm -hmm. but uh it's weird because most recently he played dr talcumont on don't look up huh yeah well look at that yeah yeah see you thought nobody worked anything else <laughs> mark Aris played splinter mm -hmm. and that was it uh because you know once you've played the worst version of splinter there's nowhere else to go uh, but down yeah you get that right there's a bunch of foot clanners that didn't do really much of anything else, so I'm not going to go into them because they don't play a major part here. You have to mention Alfredo Miller because he was in the uh, previous Turtles video that we reviewed. Remember? I don't even have him on my list. What? He's. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a foot clanner previous, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just remember that name from... Uh... What is that? We wish you a turtle Christmas. So if you want more yeah, yeah, turtle yeah. content from us, you got to go back and check out that video. So uh, is that well, pretty much everyone we just, you wish? No, to we, we just got two more people. Okay. We just got two more. Mm -hmm. uh, Donatello uh, was played by Eric Anzalone. Mm -hmm. He's got the lamest, cringiest, I'm trying to be tough guy profile picture. Mm -hmm. um, and then Cam Clark played Leonardo. He is, uh, or actually the voice. Yeah, I was about to uh, say, Leonardo. there's no way they got Cam Clark to actually show up there physically. Oh, you know who this is? Oh, yeah, he's the real, like, the original Leonardo voice. He's also the voice yep. of Liquid Snake. Yeah, he's done a bunch of stuff. He's got 435 credits Legend. to his name, mm -hmm. a lot of anime, a lot of video games, um, three of which, Steve... You're not going to believe this. Star Trek. Star Trek video <laughs> games. He was in Star Trek Starfleet Command uh, 3, mm. uh, also Starfleet Command Volume 2, and uh, Star Trek New Worlds, which I had never even heard of um, as a video game, not to be confused with Strange New Worlds, the current ongoing Star Trek show. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that is the last member and the only Star Trek connection. All right, so here it comes. Ah, oh no, we've just entered another Star Trek connection. Ah! 
All right. Okay. So we will just move right into this thing. And um, I mean, if you've never seen it, it's exactly what you think it is. Just this, I don't know. Uh, apparently in the original like uh, pay-per-view sort of um, broadcast, like they basically showed the whole thing in its entirety. And it starts out uh, with like uh, April doing a newscast to where, you know, everyone in the audience is a part of the newscast. And you can see like bits of that, like as you move forward, like when the reporter shows up like halfway mm -hmm. through. But uh, anyway, I just uh, at the very beginning of the video, um, there's some really over the top sort of like 90s editing when it says like turtles and it shows a bunch of weird black and white stuff and uh, coming. You, did, you, did you watch that? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I did that on my version did not have that. Huh. Well, that's weird. Uh, but uh, anyway, the very first song is a uh, coming out of our shelves or shells. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. How would you describe that song? Oh, um, w whatever the opposite of memorable is forgettable. <laughs> uh. <laughs> generic, generic. But yeah, I, I've got yeah. uh, 70s dad rock with like a little bit of Bruce Springsteen. Like a lot of this sort of yeah. use that kind of like raspy style of kind of singing. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so like right off the bat, there's some weird things about uh, the, uh, the, the turtles and their costumes. Like, did you notice that they, it, at first I thought they were wearing like hoodies around their, around their waists. Uh, oh, is that the turtle? Is that your turtle com? Is it going off? Sorry. I, <laughs> I, I put it on vibrate. Yeah. That's uh funny enough. Uh, I did reach out to our friend Matt, and he did suggest. He was the one that suggested it. See, I knew it. And I knew it. Then he had the gall to say the song "Pizza Power" is a banger. <sighs> wow, Matt, I I'm gonna see him this Saturday, yeah. and he's he's in danger. Yeah, you make sure <laughs> you show him that your fists are a banger. Ah, yeah, violence. Okay, so uh, so yeah, um, so they, it looks like they have hoodies tied around their waists, like. What do you think the reason yeah. for that was? I don't know. Um, I, I maybe they were trying to cover up some kind of seam between, you know, where the, the costume parts is, is what I'm thinking, or it, it was it was that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, there maybe was trying that. to cover up uh, the, the bits. <laughs> the bits. Uh, yeah, I think there's like actually a couple of costumes that are used because when they play the like the pre-recorded vignettes, it's like they're in different like turtle costumes. It's, it's so bizarre. But uh, anyway, yeah, for some reason they all have, it's like a backwards loincloth basically, instead of like, you know, covering up the front, it covers up the back for some reason. And uh, so all the turtles are there playing their, uh, their fake um, instruments or pretending to play their instruments. And um, already, I mean, I know this show gets like a lot of heat and I, and I don't know how much it cost to go to it back then, but you think they could have shelled out the mute, uh, the money for like a live band. You know what I'm saying? I, they should have done something. Cause I, I was trying to like, this is pretty much, I think, except when April O'Neil sings. Yeah. She's the only one who actually sings. Yeah. I think shredder might do his rap in real time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the only time anything seems live is when April talks or sings and when Shredder talks, uh, or raps, everything else seems pre-recorded, and they're just kind of going through the motions and the costumes and, um, yeah, cause I'm, I'm sure Cam Clark wasn't showing up to each 
yeah. town and yeah. backstage on a microphone, you know, so it has to be recorded. So, I mean, it just feels like a, I don't know, man, like a real, almost like a scam, right? Oh, I mean, I, I think the term you're looking for is cash grab, but uh, yeah. <laughs> let's, uh... and you know, for me, the most egregious part of this whole thing, and I just want to say it now because I don't want to forget, mm-hmm. and I don't know how I would forget to mention this, but <laughs> is that they didn't even shell out the money to license the theme song from the cartoon. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Like, it's that should have been, like, like well, I'll bring it up when we get to the end when they mm-hmm. should have used the song, but we'll get to it. Sure, sure. So right off the bat, um, as a Turtle fan and as a, uh, you know, f- music guy, I was already taken aback by who was playing what. And uh, I'll just ask you off the top of your head, who who do you think should be playing lead guitar? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Does it matter? Uh, <laughs> wow. Thanks for playing uh, along, either, buddy. Either Michelangelo, maybe, I <laughs> no, guess? No, Leonardo, because he's the leader. Uh, sure. And I they, mean, but does he like need? To, he doesn't have to play. He he could just sing lead vocals. Well, they all sing. Like this this thing is all over the place. Right. All right. So in this first song, they each have an instrument, and out of all like the instruments they could have given Leonardo, they gave him the bass, and I just just doesn't feel right to me. Steve, I mean, <laughs> shouldn't you see this as like a win for bass players? <laughs> I mean, I figured it would be I, Michelangelo or Raphael. I, don't, I mean, people like Getty Lee exist, you I, know? I'm like, aware there are, of that. Well, I don't know for a bass player. It seems like you're, uh, I don't know, prejudiced against your own people. But, like, uh, <laughs> but Raphael did most of the lead singing. Well, maybe Leonardo as a good leader is just letting him take, uh, you know, sp- spreading some of the love. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We've already spent more time thinking Thanks about this. Thanks for playing along, you did. son of a bitch. All right, let's move you're, on. You're right, Steve. They they really fucked Leonardo over. No, it's like it's they it didn't fuck him over. It's just not right. That's all. All right. Anyway, you're right, Steve. It's morally wrong, ethically. It's anyway. How's it not right? Michelangelo <laughs> is playing the guitar. Raphael is playing the other guitar, and Donatello is playing the keys. I guess they have a drum machine or whatever. Just use your imagination. But uh, sometimes they do play the drums. There's a in the back, like, but it's not like a set of drums. It's like the octagons from '80s <laughs> uh, electronic drums, or it's supposed yeah, yeah. to look like that. But right. it's like put up on like a wall that's made out of like fencing <laughs> material or something. Like I don't know, man. This set was. All over the place. It was very like uh, it reminded me of Roundhouse, but like without the budget. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and or um, creativity. And did you hear or the, catchy music? And did you hear the reason why the um, the turtles sometimes play their instruments and then sometimes they just you know play by themselves? No, why? Donatello made it that way. <laughs> What? Like he did? Like he made like a machine? Yes, he used his uh, technological prowess uh, to create uh, instruments that can sometimes just play themselves. Okay, sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. So, uh, oh my god, that's awful. Yeah, yeah. Wait, they say that during the show? Um, It was uh, when I was doing my. It was explained in the uh, behind-the-scenes documentary. 
Oh my god! So you see, <laughs> really, to under even understand the show, you got to watch the behind the scenes documentary. Oh yeah, you know, it's like uh, to under to fully understand the Lord of the Rings trilogy, you got to read the books. Uh, yeah. and, and you know, Steve, going back to Michelangelo being the lead guitar or whatever, you have to understand. I, I think there's something that you're not keeping in mind is when you've got someone of the quality of Shatraw playing your Michelangelo, you know, you, you put him out front. You put you you want a Shatraw out front. <laughs> you got a Shatraw out front in front of everyone. In front of everyone. Exactly. In front of these children. Okay, so we get a vignette of Splinter talking to the turtles. His mouth barely moves. Yeah, it's like God, it's like the worst Splinter costume ever. The and, audio um, mix is terrible. Yeah, and uh, I guess one of the if this whole show has a theme, it's uh, and one of the turtles says it says you can you can do more with music than a pair of nunchucks. Uh, so you know, I guess that's like their excuse, like we're teaching the kids about peace and music. Anyway, but but then later they're like tell the they tell the kids the turtles tell the kids if somebody tell ask you to do something you don't want to do don't do it stand up for whatever you want to do it's Yay, like I'm no sure parents homework. didn't appreciate that no you know? more bedtime oh man yeah so they, that, that was weird indeed they launch into their next song pizza power performed by all four turtles matt matt's matt's wedding song is for his uh, first dance <laughs> And uh, can you, I, I know you got to know this one. You want to describe this uh, song to me, what you think it sounds like? I don't even remember. You don't? I thought I, you were a I, big the, fan I, of uh, Turtles in Time. Wait, are you talking about like Pizza Power? The, yeah, the song that or? song plays at the beginning of the Turtles in Time arcade game. Does it? Yeah, maybe just in the arcade, maybe not on like the, the SNES port, but no, it, it plays. I remember it quite well. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, maybe maybe if I heard like that arrangement of it, like <laughs> it's the same goddamn I arrangement. I don't know. All right, all right. I, like I just thought this was so awful. So uh, all right, to me, th- the only songs I remember, Steve, mm-hmm. is like the one where like Donatello sings by himself, the real slow song, mm-hmm. and then of course the the last song uh, that they try to get the kids to sing towards the end. But we'll right, get to it. Right, right. So anyway, to me, this song sounds like Saved by the Bell music. Uh, only with like a little mix of uh, of hair metal. Uh, so Master Splinter is then elevated onto the stage. Like there's a lot of like Ugh, coming up through this the too. stage. It's supposed to be like uh, they're coming up through the sewer, and then mm-hmm. he sings this very uh, sort of low, in quotes sings. Yeah, this low tempo. I don't know. To me, it sounds like a mix of like Bon Jovi, a little bit of the Police, and Bruce Springsteen called Skipping Stones. Like what did you what did you think about this song and what do you think they were thinking when they put it in the show? Oh, it definitely sounded like a ballad. Like mm-hmm. it was done in the style of a ballad from the police for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously not as good. Of course, <laughs> none of this is as good as the stuff they were trying to emulate. But, but it's so weird. It's so weird because like they would intercut images. Like at, <clears throat> some of this looked like stock footage. Some of them looked like stuff they shot of like ponds and lakes and like stones. And I think there was uh, like also uh, shots of um in the city with like homeless people or something. Yes. Yeah. Yes, in black and white. They try to make it like I'm like what are they Are they like trying vir- to say here? virtue signaling back in 1989 or 1990 when this came out? Like uh this is your fault, kids. It's your fault you didn't give your lunch money to this like poor man on the side of the street. Like it's so bizarre. Yeah, uh, it, it, it 
it's very very weird um and i'm trying to find the lyrics to it but uh unfortunately somebody else wrote a song called skipping stones so never mind uh right, right. theirs actually comes up but um so uh yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah oh yeah okay so i'm reading the lyrics here and like it doesn't say anything at all. Like standing at water that looks like glass, a world of blue is what I see. It's smooth and flat inside my hands. And I wish I could ride as I set it free. I'm standing, skipping stones. Yeah, this at, at this point here is when I was, because before, I mean, they still had like, a, you know, some high energy going. I was like, sure, the kids are probably going to like Pizza Power and coming out of their shells like those songs. But then when this song showed up, I was like, Man, these kids must be bored out of their mind with this. Like it shows up way too early. Yeah, I, I think is the main. I mean, the song's terrible, but <laughs> like your third song is some slow ass ballad, and the first two songs were pretty short. Right. Uh, yes, they were. Because this is like what, like maybe ten minutes into it. Yeah. Like you've got like this, like I mean, slow, slow song. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I thought it was weird. This, and then the thing is, like, the singing is very strange. Also, mm-hmm. he's like. Skipping stones. It's that, it's that Bruce Springsteen style, maybe a little Louis Armstrong mixed in. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Tom Waits. He sounded like Tom Waits there for a second. Uh, you uh, might... I wish he would have sounded like Tom Waits. Yeah, right? Um, so, so yeah, that was really weird. And then Shredder and Baxter show up along with some foot soldiers, and he freezes the turtles in time, which, I mean, if he actually had that ability – you think he could just murder them right then and there and be done with it and save us all yeah. like, uh, you know, an hour of our time. But uh, but no, no, it, he continues on sort of monologuing about stuff, saying how he hates music and that that he'll take over the planet by sucking all the music out of the earth with his uh, little wacky, wackily named device. Uh, what do you think of that uh, Shredder costume? I mean, it's not good, right? Nope. <clears throat> Uh, none of these costumes are like movie ones. Um, it's cheap. The guy's just wearing like a black unitard mm-hmm. and then over it, they've got like a few shiny pieces of metal and a cape. Basically, uh, the helmet looks real weird. I, I, I don't know like what it is about it, but like maybe it's too big. Yeah, it's got that too shiny. weird sort of uh, samurai symbol on it, which the shredder like didn't even have like in any of his incarnations. Um and then it's also open so you can see the guy's face for some reason. Or maybe it's so we can hear his voice because obviously he's one of the, the few people in this uh, production that's not on a, you know, pre-recorded track. Um, and then yeah, they... my, my guess is like, I mean, he is mic'd. Uh, he's got like a little um, headphone mic. And if the if it was closed, it would probably just not sound good. Right. Maybe it'd be like you know, too much, maybe a little echoey or uh, muffled or something. It, it wouldn't sound good. No. And if his helmet is metal, I mean, it could cause interference if it's oh, like completely sure. closed. There would be echo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it should be metal and or closed, but they surely could have come up with something better. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree, yeah. I agree. And then for some reason, he's also got some wacky eyebrows going on. I guess that was like hair and makeup trying to flex their muscle or something. Uh, so Splinter falls down, um, somehow, let's see, uh, oh yeah, they, uh, and yet, okay, so the Splinter and the Turtles, they come to, 
and they realize that something happens, which doesn't really follow time travel logic at all, but whatever, we're going to throw all logic out of the, out of the window here. I mean, after all, Leonardo was the bass player and that just doesn't make any sense mm. to me. No. Uh, no. Anyway, <laughs> April, <Prime>. sho- <laughs> April shows up. She tries telling the turtles that Shredder is here and they don't believe her because, you know, <laughs> she's a woman. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, uh, basically like the turtles are like, they made them look like, idiots oh, like yeah. at every turn absolutely so uh so they're like yeah no way april you're full of crap they don't actually say that so then they play another song and this one is called uh walk straight which is by uh Raphael. and this one is more of like sort of like a funkier kind of like motown kind of piece uh it reminded me of like an upbeat boys to men maybe with a little bit of prince uh what do you think yeah, I think that's a pretty accurate description um, of the song. Um, you know, it's it's a little strange uh, that he goes into like this weird in the bridge, this rant against uh, gay people and you know how everybody's <laughs> these kids need to just walk straight. But um, you know, oh, maybe they explain it. Maybe they explain it in the making of. I don't know. Well, you know, the thing that I think is so interesting about this is that it's the coming out of their shells tour which mm-hmm. i thought was a metaphor for you know coming clean and you know admitting what your sexual preferences might be but here they're performing a song called walk straight i'm just confused about the message well, Steve, they're trying to send I, here i mean one of the lyrics in walk straight is but something <laughs> happened when we fell down that manhole <laughs> i mean well, hold on i'm not done I'm not done. Okay. Then the next lines are, don't have to tell you what you already know. You should remember that we all have to grow. Wow. Like, like are there penises <laughs> becoming larger because of the arousal factor, Steve? <laughs> that must be what it is. And then the next is. line is, everybody does it in a different way. Whoa. So, well, see, might as well just go with it. Yeah, don't ask questions. So do it, so do it on your own. Yeah. That's what the turtles say. <laughs> when you use that mysterious voice, it makes it sound very official. Very official. It, honestly, so, some of these lyrics do like. I mean, I obviously the intent was not for it to be homophobic, but it <laughs> it, it it does kind of read that way. Like if you wanted it to, like because the chorus is like "walk straight, no need to mutate." Like don't mutate into a homosexual. <laughs> I guess <laughs> is what they're trying to say. Oh shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what? Maybe maybe these lyrics, maybe they did mean this as a homophobic song now that I'm reading these lyrics. It's like, got to walk straight, talk straight, be straight, be straight, see straight, hear straight, think straight. <laughs> what is happening here? Well, I think it's clear that um, these folks were determined to make sure that all of these kids grew up straight, no matter what. Uh, so they. Oh put my it... god! And and then at the end, sorry that I can't get off this song. This is another set of lyrics towards the end. So when they ask you if you're joining in, just keep on walking and never begin. Who is they, Steve? <laughs> you people? <laughs> is that <laughs> the the gays? Like <laughs> the gays? I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering about this song. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I what they meant. All right. Okay, so they pretty much immediately jump into the next song, which is Going Tubin', sung by Raphael. And the previous one was all, for some reason, Raphael is always usually the one who takes lead with the singing. And this one, if you remember, 
is like a rockabilly surf song that somehow combines mm-hmm. both genres that I like and does them both wrong. Uh, what do you think about going tubing? Uh, yeah, again, you uh, hit it, uh, <laughs> nailed it right on the head. Uh, at least the lyrics are not problematic. <laughs> but something problematic happens, or I don't know, maybe it's problem. I'll let you be the judge. So during this song, some at first I thought they were dancing Leatherheads. You know, Leatherhead, the alligator like villain from uh, Teenage Mutant mm, Ninja yeah, 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 yeah. Now. Were they alligators or were they sharks? Like it was really hard to tell. Like depending on what angle I would look at them, some like, basically they were like they were wearing like hula attire, you know, with, with the dress and like the coconut halves like on their like fake anthropomorphic breasts. But the head it was hard to tell if it was like an alligator or supposed to be a shark. What say you? I I also don't know what they were <laughs> supposed to be, and because it's like about water, you know, could mm-hmm. be either. I guess yeah and let's just say okay so since they didn't bother to have a um you know a live band so obviously this isn't about going and seeing live music you get to see one or two people sing and or rap live but the dancing which i'm not even a fan of dancing but the dancing is also pretty terrible in this did you notice like they're not Mm -hmm. even in time most of the time yeah, the choreography is pretty yeah. bad. Um, mm-hmm. The fighting choreography is really oh, bad, really? too. They didn't even bother with, like, sound effects until, like, I think the very end. There was, like, a couple of sort of sound effects thrown in here and there. But, uh, but yeah, pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I don't know if maybe it's because of the, you know, maybe they couldn't see with the suit, so they couldn't, like, tell. Mm-hmm easily like what the other turtle next to them was doing but i mean that's why you have rehearsal baby <laughs> exactly. you know and you do have a song playing you have a beat that you can dance to so i don't know i mean that shat raw guy <laughs> he didn't do any other dancing roles so I, I just don't think that they hired dancers take it from someone who used to be a theme park mascot who used to play shrek and homer simpson at universal studios now i didn't do any dancing in my suit but there was a group of characters that all used to get together and do this dancing show. And they were way better than the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out of their shell uh, was. But uh, anyway, moving on. So then they play a game of Jeopardy for some reason, uh, which, yeah, I mean, if there's one thing that eight, you know, eight-year-olds love, it's Jeopardy. Uh, yeah. So And they say, eh, what's a turtle's favorite word? And I think it's Raphael or someone, maybe it's Mikey. It's like, oh, man, I don't know. It's Cowabunga. Then April interrupts once again and says that Shredder is in the theater. But then she's cut off when they jump into Cowabunga. Uh, the next song, which I described as a early 90s rap, a very run DMC, uh, compared to the other stuff that came before it's not terrible, but incredibly cheesy. I don't know. What say you? I mean, it's not as bad, but I mean, it's mm-hmm. definitely terrible. Uh, <laughs> I gotta disagree with oh, you. No, it but, is terrible. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's like Run DMC ish um, for sure. It's that kind of that solid rapping, and uh, yeah, pretty pretty bad. Um, this, is this the one where at some point he says something like, "And if you can't think of a rhyme." Then just and he says something that doesn't rhyme, like just ended in time, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's this one. And then there's, I've got another uh, sort of a quote from that one. It says, "Not bad for a sewer boy who grew up under the street." <laughs> oh, 
so awful. <laughs> uh, so Shredder and uh, back. What's up? Oh, wait, wait. I did want to point out that uh, towards the end, like he has a line that screams the opposite of what his lyrics say. He he raps. He uh, he wrote the song, the music. I wrote the words. We wrote everything that you've heard. <laughs> like I don't know. Like okay, buddy. This is weird. Like okay, sure, sure. You guys wrote this. Okay. So Shredder and Baxter interrupt again. Shredder says in a moment his machine will become operational. Suck out all the music. Uh, Mike does some bad impressions, including a Bart Simpson impression, which, I mean, I guess I appreciated whatever. He, uh, Did you? Uh, not really. I don't know. I mean, I was like, <laughs> hey, so, something I know. If I would have been an eight-year-old, I would have been thrilled, I'm sure. Yeah, that reference at least made sense, but they make some other references that like like they make one a reference to Excedrin, the 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 pain medication Excedrin. There's a uh um I think it's like a a credit card reference at one point. I've yeah, American in. Express, they say never leave home without it That's or something. That's it. Yep. And then at one point Shredder I think mentions him a few times. He's like uh, vehemently against Barry Manilow. I remember that was sort yes. of like a running joke back in the 90s. I think like the Animaniacs and the Tiny Toons used to rag. Everyone used to rag on Barry Manilow for some reason. And uh, yeah, Shredder got in on the fun, I suppose. Uh, so the Foot Clan show up and they have a poorly choreographed fight. April shows up and her costume is terrible. She gets kidnapped by the Foot Clan. Um, Shredder shows up on a platform sort of hovering above the stage, which is pretty decent. Kind of reminded me of, you know, the uh, video game or something. It's, I mean, it's just a decent place to put Shredder, I would say. Um, let's see. I was going to ask you how you would, you would improve the Shredder costume, but we already talked about that. Um, so the turtles start feeling sick, and then they are all lowered under the stage, and then Shredder monologues to the audience. And I actually really appreciate, <laughs> appreciated... Oh. What's up? Well, so is is this the point where the turtles actually they, they start to be affected? Yes. By the music sucking. <laughs> I, I hate for our listeners to miss out on this important plot point. Mm -hmm. So the turtles start to be affected by uh, the music removing machine that Shredder mm -hmm. has. And what do they do, Steve? What do our heroes do? They run away. They flee. Yes. They flee. Course. They they leave the kids there. They tell the kids, "Oops, sorry, we have to leave." Uh, good luck. We'll try to come back. Do you uh, remember in uh, Batman The Dark Knight when uh, I think it's like uh, the Joker shows up at like this rich like uh, gala or something and Bruce Wayne is there and they throw Bruce Wayne's girlfriend like out of a window and he like runs down and like grabs her and then they just hard cut to a different scene so you never find out if like the Joker like murdered all the rich people or not. Do you remember that? No, I don't. Well, that's what this reminds me of. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Batman ran away to save his girlfriend. Uh, and then we never found out if the Joker yeah. murdered anyway. Uh... <clears throat> Except this is even worse because this would be like if Batman ran out to save himself. Right, right. I left and, everyone else to die. And the Joker murdered a bunch of kids. Uh, so, yeah. uh, so Shredder monologues to the audience, and I could see right where it says on Shredder's script, you know, improv with the audience, and that's exactly what he does. He calls them a bunch of snotty-nosed brats, which I, re I really appreciated, which you'd never be able to get away with that now. And he says they are too weak to be slaves. <laughs> 
to the Foot Clan. Uh, mm-hmm. April is then brought before Shredder. But but he, but he no no he says that they're too weak to be foot soldiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're too weak to be in the Foot Clan, but that they can be slaves for the Foot Clan. Right right right. Thank you for clarifying that. Um, so uh, April is brought before Shredder. She says the turtles will be back. Uh, then is brought away, and then we see a newsman in the audience. Now, you know, if they wanted to stick to, like, Turtle Cannon, I was like, is this Vern, like, from the cartoon? Mm. No, his name is, like, Kip or something. And he's, like, asking the kids what they should do, which, uh, again, good, like, audience interaction, I guess. Um, And so, hard I mean, the kids are into it. Mm -hmm. Um, 100%. But did you notice that, like, and I don't know if this is because of maybe they didn't mic the audience well. Or what? But sometimes, like these, you don't hear these kids at all. You don't hear. It's like a pin drop. Yeah. And other times, the kids are like yelling and screaming. Uh, more so if they're sp- directly asked something. Right, right, right. Um, I I do find it funny though that like when Shredder starts like making fun of the kids and like basically he's like a he goes into 1980s heel pro wrestler. Oh yeah. Cutting a promo on the kids. And I mean, it's real hit or miss. Some of it's pretty lame. Mm-hmm. Hey, the first couple minutes, it goes on way too long. I, oh, it, this yes, feels it like he goes on like seven minutes. And we're not even. Uh, this is he gets basically two sections to like mess with the audience. And yeah, the one you're talking about that takes forever is like coming up. We haven't even gotten. To oh, it I'm yet. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. well. I'm already talking about it. So let me just say sure. say this all, about it. So. While he's doing this, uh, and he gets like more confident as it goes on, as he starts to get a rise out of the kids, like mm-hmm. that, the actor starts to like get better about it. But uh, I thought it was funny they would cut to the audience, you know, after he he like Ben, what's your name, Ben, and and uh, or he has some kid his name, and the kid says Ben, and he's like, ha, Big Ben, is that an insult? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> but uh, the the parents were like cracking up they... at their kids being made fun of, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, that was, like, the one time they actually did something for the parents. And, like, and that's where I feel like, I mean, it's one of the many shortcomings of this show. Uh, but we'll get to that in the end. So now uh, the reporter, Kip, or whatever his name is, is now in the basement looking for the turtles. God, there's an eternity of bad improv here. He, like, mm. pretends to be scared. He points at, like, a cable and says it's a snake or something. He, he says that there's no lights, that he can't find a light switch. But if you look at the top of the screen, you see that he that there's lights at the top that are mm. on. Yeah, I mean, and he's really just filling for time here, vamping, if you will. Then he finds the turtles. They say they can't stand in front of the deharmonic convergence machine because it makes them weak. And uh, then... Basically, we get a, a long, wide shot. Now, it's supposed to be all done from, like, the camera of the cameraman that's with Kip. But, like, it's clear they just put it on a uh, um, a tripod because there's never any kind of, like, you know, handheld shake or anything. Right. So it makes for a very boring scene as, like, Kip tries to, like, be like, oh, oh turtles, what are we doing here? And then basically it's just like Kip telling the turtles, you got to do something. You're the only one that can save us. And the turtles going, oh, but what are we supposed to do? We can't do anything for like four minutes. And mm-hmm. until finally, uh, I, I don't know they, they I, I don't even remember what the deal was like. We'll, we'll take your camera, Kip, and we'll communicate that way. And they tell Kip to go find Shredder. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. For some reason, Ralph or Raph re-explains the feud between Splinter and uh, Shredder from like, you know, all their years mm-hmm. back in Japan, like for no reason, like no one asked for that. 
And then the, re the reporter calls the turtles weenies. Uh, and as uh, Yahel said, Don grabs the camera and he like puts it on the ground, exposing the fact that the turtles are wearing shoes, which they never wear shoes. Uh, so like, why even bother showing that? Um, I don't know. So Out of their shells and into their Crocs, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if only Crocs were around back then. So uh, Shredder and Baxter and the um, foot drag April on stage and tie her up. Shredder tells the kids to shut up. <laughs> this is the heel 80s heel promo that you mm -hmm. was talking about. And yeah, I really enjoyed this part too. Uh, Shredder... I, I, I like that. What the, he did say one thing that like cracked me up just because it was so dumb and it made like no sense. He asked some kid that looks like he's like six or eight. Oh, uh, who's that sitting next to you? Is is that like uh, is that your friend? And and he goes, uh, oh, it's my cousin. And he goes, your cousin? You couldn't get a date? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I did enjoy that. Um, but the problem was, is that it was just taking too long. I don't know if they were like yeah, waiting. this goes on forever. I think they were waiting for like the actors to have like a break or something. Right. So uh, then Shredder shows how his machine works. And starts uh, like uh, dumping records into it, and then it shoots out confetti on the audience, which is kind of fun. But all the while, you know, Shredder's supposed to be like cracking jokes about. I remember he's like, "What do you think about new kids on the block?" And like all the kids sort of squeal, and he shreds it and uh, shoots it out as as confetti to them. Then he dances around shouting, "I hate music!" And it's sort of a rap, but sort of not. Um, and then, um, I don't know, for some reason I put Shredder. Oh, yeah, and then they show Kip, the reporter, on a screen, and there's, like, some weird flashing and turning black and white, and I was like, did Shredder kill Kip, the reporter? Um, it seems like he electrocuted him, right? Yeah, something like that. Like, he, but anyway, Kip's done. Uh, so then we see Splinter and the Turtles tell April they'll get her back via video vignette. Um... And it's weird. And as I said, like the costumes that they use in the vignettes are like not the same as the ones they wear on stage. Like, uh, did you notice that like one of them has like a weird like star thing in their eye or something like that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they have like uh, almost like kiss. Yeah, yeah. But then when they get out on stage, but, that's not there. So it's basically right. a continuity error. Um. And, uh, this, whole, this whole show was an error. Yeah, you got that right. So they tie up the gay lab workers, and those guys call the kids weenies. And April asks the kids if they are scared. Then she begins to sing. Uh, this is called, um, aptly enough, the April Ballad. And to me, it feels like, I don't know, Pat Benatar or something like that. Do you have any thoughts on the April Ballad? Uh, it was pretty boring. Mm -hmm. Uh, this lady can sing. She can. Um, she can. But, ugh, just terrible. It's slow. It's boring. It's plotting. Mm -hmm. Um, I couldn't wait for it to end, but, like, each one of these songs, it overstays its welcome. If I had been an eight-year-old, I would have been bored out of my mind for, for this part. I mean, even as an adult, I was, I was like, oh, good, someone's actually singing. Now, can we move it along? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, if I had seen, I mean, I was a pretty cynical child. But I, I would have definitely not been into this as a kid. Right, right. I would have been, like, pissed that it's, like, so weird and awkward and doesn't follow, you know, the at least the movies. Mm -hmm. 
uh, in terms of look and style. I'd be like, why aren't they fighting? That would be my right. first question. Why are they not doing the the uh, the song from the cartoon? Right. Would have also been a complaint. For sure. So, I guess the turtles show up and then they leave again. And then Shredder threatens April and says that he hates Barry Barry Manilow and then removes her voice with his machine. Thank you, Shredder. I mean, I think he was he was <laughs> doing what we were all thinking. I think. Yeah, yeah. What a hero. <laughs> So a video shows news clips of reporters talking about how all the music in the world is gone. Uh, Turtles and Splinter come back again. Then they do the American Express uh, reference, which, man, kids got to love that. They, they love credit card jokes is what I'm hearing mm. these days. Yeah. So April tries to talk to Turtles, but she can't, so they have to play charades. Ugh, it's like just eye-rolling. Um, now the turtles have like weird crossing guard style X's on since they came back, like their costumes, uh, changed a little bit, uh, but not enough to make it any kind of like a uh, drastic difference. Like, what do you think of those cross guard style X's? I was so confused by these outfits. <laughs> like, first of all, like, why are they changing outfits? Like during this dire situation. And we should, we haven't mentioned that occasionally they'll cut to like this um meter uh-huh. that says bad very bad and what's the last one do you remember totally uncool or something yeah, that's like that it. that's it yep so if it goes from you know like bad is the least bad mm-hmm. ironically and then totally uncool is the worst so like depending i guess on like how much peril um see the th- turtles and the audience is in the yeah. meter moves yeah i was really confused about that it's like are they judging like the music or <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was no, really... it's a situation because yeah. like when uh, the, the more shredder like takes over the, the, you know, more he has the upper hand, the, the more the needle moves to like the, the, the worst part of the meter. But there's no like good on the meter. Right. <laughs> right. Or so it's like the turtles can only get the situation to be bad. Right. So, and what is the point of that? Like, who came up with that? No. So weird. Supposed to make the kids feel like they're in more danger, or as you said, I don't think the kids could see it. I think it was just something that they cut in for the home audience, and just like they, when they cut in like the Kip uh, Mm. reporter getting electrocuted, he's not on a big video screen that the kids can see. We see it at home because it's superimposed. But I mean, they had uh, you know monitors on the side of the stage, so I'm sure the kids could probably see him there. Oh, really? I I mean, I know that they could hear it, and mm-hmm. I think that that would have been fine. But I don't know, just, just weird production choices overall. Indeed. Uh, so Splinter says that the problem is inside because they've lost faith in the music. So this, <laughs> the turtles start singing again. This time it's uh, no treaties, kind of a Motley Crue, sort of Def Leppard hair metal style. Raph fakes a pretty good guitar solo. Any comments about this song? No, no. Did did we already go past the part of Shredder rapping? Uh, well, yeah. That like that's when he starts saying um, he he doesn't really rap so much as he says like the same thing over and over again, which is hold on, I haven't written. No, he out. he has like a rap song like with like a beat and everything. Yeah, or is that, that later? that's it. Yeah, for some reason it's not even like because I had like a list of all the songs and for some reason they don't even. Uh, count that as part of uh, like the set list, basically. Yeah, well, you know, reason. rap's not really music, so you got that right, buddy. <laughs> you got that right, buddy. 
so hold on. All right. Uh, lost my. Okay. So there's the April battle. All right. So yeah, no treaties. There's a fake guitar solo. I don't know. Yeah. So again, just more generic. I guess sort of like this is early 90s. So stuff like that was still kind of popular. So you can see what they're doing here. They're trying to just play to the trends. <laughs> I feel sorry for anyone who's doing that <laughs> these days. <laughs> um, so the machine doesn't die and the turtles argue like big time. And then Raph starts singing again. They start singing follow your heart like over and over again, like a million times. And it kind of sounds like a sort of don't stop believing kind of rip off. Like, what do you think mm -hmm. of that? Yeah, yeah, definitely journey. Mm -hmm. Then uh, the, the bye bye got. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> Kmart journey. Uh, the turtles encourage all the kids to sing in order to fight the Shredder's machine. Shredder comes back and says he's going to make an example out of the crowd. Uh, then there's another video of the turtles, and they don't look like the turtles at all on stage. They come back. All the crowd is singing. The turtles in the Foot Clan fight. Um, then Shredder is defeated. He tries to escape through a box. Like, oh, and this was like they couldn't even be bothered to make like the, you know, the escape pod for the Technodrome or anything. It's like it was like a white box, and it was like, hey, we're just gonna fill the Technodrome parts in later. But then no one ever did. Right. Yeah, real cheap looking, real terrible. Mm -hmm. And uh, he goes in there and Shredder gets canceled and they wheel his box away. Like there's, I think there might have been like a little bit of like fake fog or something. But how anticlimactic is that? They just beat the bad guy and they just wheel him off stage. Like that's yeah. so cheap. I don't, You know, in, in hindsight, they should not have had the turtles or shredder come up from under the stage. Uh, excuse me the turtles or splinter come up from under the stage mm -hmm. instead use that to like you know send shredder down like one of those like tubes under the stage you know through the stage and have some like fog come out of that or something you know sure sure or just like a you know big sort of stage explosion and then shredder just escapes you don't even see him he just walks you know stage left or stage right right right, right. Yeah. anything would have been better pretty much <laughs> you got that right so uh uh april plays charades again with the turtles but oh she's just joking her voice is back so now they can all sing you can count on us which sounds even more like def leppard than the other stuff uh, very sort of a uh, hair metally sounding and the turtles sink back into the stage. And that is basically the end of uh, coming out of their shells tour. Any thoughts on the, the great uh, climax there? It's terrible. Um, <laughs> one thing we didn't mention is that leading into the climax, uh, one of the turtles, I can't remember which one, but he tells the audience, he tells the kids that like they need their help and that they're going to, the kids are going to attack shredder by singing mm -hmm. and he tells them to sing you got to fight to be free you got to fight for what's right something like that over and over and again he, but he just keeps singing over and over again. it's a terrible melody i don't remember exactly how it went but it was you really bad fight to be free <laughs> yeah exactly something like that you gotta fight for what's right yeah you know, that's it like that all right so the thing is like it's not exactly like the easiest thing for like a six-year-old to like you know there's no music playing there's all acapella mm -hmm. at this point so it was just weird that he didn't just like say like, hey, when I sing, you got to fight, you sing, you got to be free or something like that, you know, like right. it's so strange 
that they would spend like a minute and a half with him trying to get these kids to sing it. They never fucking sing it. <laughs> they never get it together. There's a couple kids you'll hear like here and there trying to do it, but it never comes together. Right. But what would have been good here is if they had bothered to get the rights to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon theme song, tell them, hey, when this song starts, you you know sing it because every kid would have known the lyrics to to the cartoon theme song. Right. Okay. So even if you can't get the uh, you know the rights to that, all you have to do is say Turtle Power. Come on, kids. Yeah. Turtle Power. Like that's so easy. Um, That's why I'm like, I feel like these people have never been around a child or they, something. They like. haven't. The They were overthinking it, basically. So let's run the bumper and uh, uh, turn this puppy out. All right. Uh, Agent Velasquez. Uh, should the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out of them, their shells uh, VHS tape uh, be tossed in the black void of obscurity, never to be heard from again, or remembered for all of human history? Well, Steve, this may come as a shock, but no, no. Uh, I think this should be uh, <laughs> obliterated. I, I will never be able to say enough bad things about it. I, I have decided this is quite a bit worse than Surf Nazis Must Die. Um, Yay! <laughs> this is this is the worst thing I have ever watched on this podcast. Wow! Um, I'm glad we're pre-recording this because I'm going to need more than a week to recover. So wait, wait, wait! You're saying this is worse than the the Turtles Christmas video, even? Oh, this is way worse than that. Okay, okay, okay. You, you don't think so? Um, I mean, they're really neck and neck. Uh, so are are you are you finished with your review? Yeah, but uh, wasn't the Turtles in Christmas one also like shorter? Wasn't that one like 45 minutes? It was shorter. So it, Okay, that, that just it on ahead. account of it being half as long, it's already better. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Um, now, uh, I pretty much agree with everything that you've said, but I will say like, all right, so I see this has already been covered a, a million times online by <laughs> lesser podcasts and YouTube shows than ours. Am I right? Uh but uh, mm -hmm. not lesser. But anyway, and I will say, like, this really just struck me as like, like a show that should have been like at a theme park or something, like not brought on tour, uh, at least in the way that it's like written and constructed. I mean, it's obviously uh, for kids, but they didn't do anything decent for adults. Um, like, I guess they kind of tried um but uh, in the end it just fell flat and i guess even if you like hold it up in terms of like other sort of like theme park shows it's still uh pretty weak um so yeah it's pretty bad it's pretty low on the list for me as well so for all those reasons it deserves to be obliterated the heathens have spoken you are obliterated All right. Well, Matt, so, I hope you're Steve, happy. I, I, uh, I don't know if you know, but uh, I, I did read like an interview or an article uh, where they have some quotes from Behan or whatever his name is, Bijan, sure. um, about this. And it's funny that you mentioned that, you know, this has nothing for the adults. Uh, this is a quote from him. A lot of our friends were having kids 
and talking about how about kind of how miserable it was to go to Sesame Street on ice. No disrespect to Sesame Street, you know what I mean? But it's not exactly super compelling for the adults that are chaperoning the kids. So he thinks this was super compelling. And apparently, like, what, it, what they did was, like, Bihan and his partner, they cold-called Eastman and Laird mm-hmm. and just say, hey, can we pitch this to you? And, I mean, now, this is according to Bihan, but he says that. But, I mean, it seems to be true because they did the musical. But right. basically, they had written a few of these shitty songs, mm-hmm. played it for them, and they said, wow, this is great. <laughs> Let's do it. They probably and, were like, uh, how much money can we make? And then they showed them how much, and they're like, wow, this is great. Let's do it. Well, this show takes place at uh, Radio City Music Hall, and this was the first time they like did it in mm. front of an audience. So maybe it gets better later on. I doubt it. <laughs> Uh, but they paid, they were charged $50,000, uh, for the licensing rights. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, they had to get funding from somebody else. Um, and yeah, that, uh, is how this kind of came to be. Wow. Well, that's, uh, I mean, it's what well, they paid 50, but the sad thing is, is that, I'm sure they made that money back in spades. Uh, Cause like, uh, you know that this thing probably sold out like nationwide. Cause I mean, yeah. the kids, they're just going to be happy to see a Ninja Turtle in real life. But sadly the adults are just going to probably be bored out of their minds or at least just be happy that their kid is happy. Do you think maybe they were like, Oh, we'll have the Ninja Turtles for the kids, but the songs will be for the adults. I don't know, man. But uh, another thing I should point out that he said was that before like these people got involved, like these other companies got involved and like started throwing, because they threw like a $20 million uh, marketing campaign behind this apparently. Um, And they gave them like 9 million to record the album, which is insane. They recorded with like people, producers that worked on like, um, don't you forget about me and a bunch of other stuff. But uh, the weird thing is, like, the their initial idea, supposedly, was that uh, they were going to make it like a, like if the Turtles were a garage band. Mm-hmm. And because their whole thing was like, oh, grunge was just starting to become like a thing. So they wanted it to be like that. Well, so, you can see in the behind the scenes like that they were definitely treating them like that. But it doesn't make sense within the confines of the story of the show. Like, right, right. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, this is All just, right. uh, have you, uh, have you terrible. had enough? You got some more facts there? Shall we wrap uh, it up? Well, you know, like the turtles were on Oprah. I did not know that they were. Oh, I'm surprised they didn't tell you the, the times when you met them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and not just like the turtles were on Oprah, but like these turtles for this show. Oh, I could uh, see went it. on Oprah to promote it. And apparently like they were the only guests the whole show. Wow. And an hour. The, yeah, and these turtles, uh, yeah, they had other interviews, and everyone was told to talk to them as if they were real. Yeah, yep, mm-hmm. uh, real weird. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Yeah, <laughs> I think we've uh, done the world a service here, uh, even though it took away, uh, you know, like two hours of our life. Uh, anything else to add before we uh, sign off here? No, no. If you want to know more about this, there's an article on GameSpot. Uh, if you search GameSpot and, you know, how the Ninja Turtles became a rock band, you'll the article will come up. 
and uh, it's got more tidbits of information that I just I just don't want to talk about because I, I just want to get this out of my life. <laughs> well, all right. I have I have one last question for you. Do you ever think the Ninja Turtle brand will ever die? No, no. I mean, I know if, I know quite a few people my age that are excited about the new movie because I haven't even seen a trailer for it, but mm. they said that it seems like it'll kind of be the vibe of the show, or the cartoon. I don't know about that. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen a trailer or anything for it, so... I didn't know there was a movie coming out until you told me. It's uh, they're ripping off sort of that uh, Into the Spider Verse animation style, kind of. Um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen enough to cast a, uh, a verdict one way or the other. But mm. if either well, of us, there's a start. What's up? Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, if either of us sees it, we can discuss it briefly or something in the future. I'm not going to see it, but you have a kid, so maybe you'll you'll see it's it. Possible. Uh, the I will say this though next week uh, the episode of Star Trek next, Strange New Worlds next week is a musical. It's the first oh, time they've God. done a musical episode, and I am definitely going to be more appreciative of it uh, now having seen this disaster. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, uh, all right. Well, I guess uh, that's it then. Um, did we make the right choice? Why don't you tell us what you think about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out of their shells? Uh, did you like it? Do you hate it? Let us know in the comments. And uh, we will be back next Sunday discussing more obscure media and uh, also all of the copies of uh, the Escape to Earth number two uh, Kickstarter campaign have been mailed out. So if anyone would like a copy of that, just let us know and we'll, uh, or let me know and we'll make it happen. Uh, otherwise, we will see you next Sunday as we continue to unearth more obscure media only on Obscurity Now. See you next time. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts and take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscurity Obscurity Now. Now.